0: it's Chris Jones with the Jones Zone and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Jones Zone at Keller Williams Realty that's right we sponsor our own podcast so if you know of anybody looking to buy sell rent or invest in residential real estate in the Charlotte Rock Hill Fort Mill area have them connect with us on their favorite platform enjoy the show
1: It's Chris and Brian Jones, your real estate advocates, community connectors, talking Charlotte and York County area real estate, and interviewing business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders. Welcome to the Jones Zone Podcast.
0: All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm
1: ready. Count me down. Are you going to interrupt me if I count you down? Of course not. You know, it's been like five episodes since I've been on.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm dying. Go ahead. Three. Sorry. 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 I can't. You embarrass me,
1: me in front of our guests here. Go ahead. Three, two, two one. one. Hit it, Chris.
0: Welcome to the Jones Zone podcast. What's up, Brian? Man. It's good to have you back.
1: Did you miss me? It's
0: good to have you back. Did you miss me?
1: That's my question. I'm glad you're here. So you missed me? Uh-huh. All right, uh-huh. all right. Good deal. So a lot's been going on, man. Yeah, where you been? Oh, man, I had a couple illnesses. Uh, <laughs> my daughter was sick. we got some some viewers already uh so yeah bristol was sick yeah (laughs) so i had to take that time off yeah then i got sick but i was sick on sunday so that didn't really care i just conflicting schedules man yeah
0: yeah we had a couple things pop up i held down the fort did you get a chance to listen to some of the podcasts? i did i really
1: like the barbie one i didn't listen to the uh the the previous one you haven't listened to it yet not yeah i have not listened to it yet uh it's on my agenda, Ryan. So Barbie
0: is the, the stage girl. Well, that was yeah. a good episode, a, man. Ba- she she had a drops a lot some value yeah.
1: bombs on that.
0: I can't wait to uh, start implementing some of the stuff that she talked about. So let's get started with today. We have Ryan Sanderson, dude. This guy's resume. Hey, you're young too, man. Like you just
2: turned 28. Yeah, you got it going on. 28, right. just turned 28.
0: whoa. All right, so he's one of the founding organizers of One Million Cups in York County. The York County branch, I guess. Or no. Chapter?
2: Yeah, chapter's a good word Chapter, report. yeah, yeah.
0: branch. Uh, he's chair of the Small Business Council in the York County Chamber. He owns Scraps Trash Removal. He owns Knowledge Perk. And he's on the board of the York County Chamber of Commerce. And he's also, if that wasn't enough, he spends his weekend leading the... Uh, church band at his, at his local church. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: What so. church is that?
0: Lakewood Baptist. Lakewood? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah we talked about it. We had a yeah. conversation He knows uh, if Joy Cannon's the one that introduced us.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's right. Small Do you world. know another thing about Ryan? Air Force, brats. You didn't know that. Yes, I did. We you talked. did not know that, Chris. I it, just found out. He went <laughs> to Germany the whole thing. He just overheard us talking. <laughs> how dare
0: you?
2: We,
1: how, how, he, I... how old
0: was he when he lived in Germany? Oh, He was just a kid. He was only there for three or
1: six months at a time. He doesn't remember much. Right? Three or six months at a
2: time. Dude, no, my man listening right here. Uh, God, got it wrong. You got, got it wrong. He's
1: close enough. Close, he gets
0: enough. enough. close enough now. Okay. All right. So, man, Ryan, I gave a quick, brief intro and then Brian uh, went into it a little bit as well. But uh, if you don't mind, just kind of share a little bit of your personal story and then how you
2: got into doing all this stuff that you're doing, man. man no problem. Um, so yeah, I was a military brat. Uh, my family was military up one side and down the other. Everybody was military. My wife's family was actually military as well. Um, I joined the military. I was in the Air Force when I was 20. You were in the Air Force? Um, I was in the Air Force What myself. was your AFSC? Yeah. So, that's a long story. I was supposed to be working on electrical systems, electronic and for F-16s. They ended up filling up spots more than they had, and I actually spent most of my time training new kids that were coming in for the flight squadron that we were ready to go to BASIC. Uh, McIntyre Air Force Base actually built a whole program, or Air National Guard Base, they built a whole program out of training new flights so that when the flights went through BASIC, they were actually coming out as honor grads and honor students because they knew what they were doing before they went in there. So I did a lot of that stuff. Uh-huh. So it was a nightmare. So what did it really yeah. <laughs> but it was there. So yeah, I was actually in, I was in the Air National Guard. Um... So while I was in there, I actually started working for Starbucks. I would had a couple jobs. I've been working since I'm 15. Actually, I literally got my first job three days before I turned 15. Um, Bagging groceries at with the commissary. Courtney's or barbecue and Clover. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You from Clover? I'm not, but I lived. I lived in York at the time. Okay. Uh, and it was the first job. I worked for a big guy out there to, in Courtney's. It was my first job. Worked there until I was. I uh, almost 18, I think. Um, I remember when hours. that place
0: opened up. Brian lives in Clover. Our parents are from Clover, so it was just like yeah, so it, that was huge when it opened. It was.
2: So I, I felt like part of the family for there for a while. I basically lived there at some point. Uh, so that was really my first real actual job. I worked my tail off since then. Uh, while I was in Air Force or Air National Guard, I ended up getting a job for Starbucks as a barista. Worked my way up, and about a year, I was the general manager for the store on Sallines. Oh, yeah. um, so I got that store when I was 21, actually. Um, I took out that store, ran that for a couple of years. Started doing some special project stuff with uh, Starbucks. Um, got recruited to Harris Teeter during that time. I won't sp- speak ill of Harris Teeter currently, but wasn't my favorite place <laughs> of employment, <laughs> which actually was a great thing because it led me to kind of the startup world. Um, having climbed corporate ladder in Starbucks fairly quickly and then seeing what was going on with Harris Teeter, the reality is I just decided that that corporate world, that structure of you know trading time for dollars was not where I wanted to go. Um, I did not want to spend my time working you know 40, 50, 60 hours a week in hopes of someone else controlling what they were going to pay me. Um, and the reality was that the more money I made, the more effort I had to put into it. Um, so I quickly, I think, realized that you know that was not the direction I wanted to go with my family. I've got two kids now. I want to be able to spend some time with them outside of what my boss would allow. Mm-hmm. Um, so while I was with Harris Teeter, I ended up getting started in network marketing. I don't know if you guys are probably familiar with that, with you know, Mary Kay. And, yeah, uh, MLM. MLM, yeah. yeah. So that was my first real introduction, actually, to the entrepreneurial world. Um, and I've got some, some friends and family in Connecticut that were really great leaders and mentors. They've made their whole living off of that. Um, and it really shows me that you can actually kind of take control of what you wanted to do with your own life, with your own company. Uh, I started with that, started actually doing really well with it and between amount of books that I read and, and podcasts that I listened to and different stuff, um, it kind of opened me up to, to want to move out of that MLM. I still continue it, but it really opened me up to a traditional entrepreneurial startup. I took a job for a startup in uh, Charlotte. Um, I do business development for them. And it's really opened my eyes to how the startup world works. And so since then, man, I really just got plugged into the chamber. I volunteered every place that I could. um, And have probably spent the last about 18 months diving in full-blown into this entrepreneurial startup community. And York County has a thriving startup community. It really does.
0: So tell us a little bit about... um just that transition. I mean, were you when you quit Harris Teeter? What what was going through your head? I mean, did you already have kind of these other gigs lined up? Or did I didn't.
2: You... Um, well, I had I had the business development opportunity with um, with uh, the company in Charlotte, but the reality is I had never actually done sales before, so it was a new thing for me. Um and I'm not gonna tell my wife, so hopefully she doesn't see this. But I was terrified. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I did bring
2: it to you, but she probably will. This is, <laughs> Dang it. This is big time. I, all right. Well, at, at the very least, she'll
0: see that you were tagged on something in Facebook. and be like, what is this?
2: Uh, she, I, she may ignore a lot of this stuff. Uh, now, true. uh but yeah. So you, confession, even the wife, you know, I was I was absolutely terrified because um I had done pretty well in that kind of structured environment in the corporate world. I knew I knew what I wanted to achieve in that and did it. But you know heading out to what was a brand new company at the time, and a startup, and to a new role that I was not familiar with at all. It did a lot for me personally, giving me kind of um, some, a little bit more confidence in myself, which some people would say is, shouldn't be an issue at all. Uh, but it did. It gave me a little more confidence into what I wanted to do, and I really just took a leap of faith, and everything else has actually come since then. There was no plans to start a business in any way, shape, or form when I left Terrace Teeter. None.
0: So just out of curiosity, for timeline's sake, so you graduate in high school, yep. you go into the military right out of high school pretty much?
2: Um, I actually joined, uh, there was a couple years in between, I think I joined the military when I was 20.
0: Okay. And then you come back and you, that's when you start working for Starbucks and the yep. Harris Teeter. and then that takes you to when, like 2000?
2: Um, Takes me to 2000, it took me all the way up to I think 2015.
0: Okay. So all this uh, stuff's still kind of new for the most part. Uh,
2: so yeah. You're, you had your own Starbucks store at 21? Correct.
1: Is that is that that's not normal? No, it's that's not. not normal. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But it was. It I want was, to see the manager. No,
2: not the other pimple faced geek you got working here. So I that the literally true story that happened. Yeah. I had somebody walk up. I'm like, I pimple to geek me. at Starbucks. Okay,
0: I, I was being a little okay. exaggerated, but you know how customers are. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. yes. They, I looked like I was 12. Now I've, I've got a beard now <laughs> and some other stuff, but you know, then I, I I couldn't. I don't think I even had facial hair. Really, I was still struggling for that. And yeah, I was a I was actually a nerd, uh, still am. But yeah, I seriously had customers come up and they would be like, you know, hey, I want to speak to the manager. And I'm like, yeah, nice to meet you. And they're like, no, can I have, not a shift supervisor, can I have the manager? And I finally got to a place where I'd like turn around and then turn right back around to him and say, hey, I'm Ryan. I'm <laughs> going to do for uh, Yeah, it's oh, kind
0: of man. funny sometimes. Classic. All right. do, you like, do you
2: like Game of Thrones? Uh, I do, but I'm the nerd that read all the books. And have oh, not you two it. should you just go much... ahead
0: and just be best friends forever then.
2: Yeah, so I'm huge fan of the books, read them all. Uh, When's book six coming out, you know, dude, I don't think it's ever gonna. It's ridiculous. He already took him forever to get book five out I'm like, I'm not sure if the series happens.
1: will be over by the time books and then it's so different up. because i How could the series be over if the books are still being written? Because he's been writing this book for like what five years now easily like, easily uh, and then so basically he gave the Executive producers to go ahead to just do whatever they do want. What, well kind of I'm sure that they're all in cahoots on how the story ends But a lot of it's different, right? (laughs) Was that? Here's the hoping. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Well, probably the troll will come back. Stop! He's such a hater. You are such a hater. Stop it!
0: He'll jump on the dragon's back. Shut up! And the troll will ride the dragon, slaying all the town. That's
2: probably what will happen. I I hate you. So when I first met Chris, actually I met you a couple couple months ago at one makeups event. Yeah, yeah. You know, we talked last week. Sorry. um, (laughs) And, you know, I I thought from the conversation that Chris was actually going to be, you know, the go-to guy with this and that he was going to be the one that was, you know, I was going to connect with. And I'm starting to second guess my decision. Well, I think
1: it's going to, I think. Most people think
2: that. And then they get to know me. I thought, man, this guy's got to put it together. And then they get to know know me. (laughs)
1: And then they're kind of like, they realize why I'm CEO. Right.
2: Oh, it all comes full circle. Yeah, sure I'm does. Just that
1: natural leader, charismatic leader. He's just, you know, he hangs
2: on. He hangs on. <laughs> not trying to hate on him. And poke no, him it's but all good. You I, see how he is with I will throws. reserve.
1: I will reserve judgment until this is. Finished. I
0: just can't get into stuff like
1: that. You, if just, you gave it a freaking shot, I'm the same way. Do you ever see me watch any of that, Chris? No, Lord not. of the Rings. Have I watched three minutes of Lord of the Rings? Have I? No. Wait. You, you have not watched Lord of the Rings. I, I have. I have, okay, you I have all three. I, I did. Oh, I didn't Brian like it. wants to come back to the. I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah so, okay. So you know what <laughs> the deciding, a, you know what the deciding factor is going to be, right? What Star Wars. So I think you might not like either one of us. But, uh, really? Uh, my,
0: yes. I let my son watch Star Wars, but I've only seen like a couple oh, minutes. I saw
1: 17 minutes of it. But it was recent, it was like last year, and I just couldn't get into it. I just told it. you I can't get I don't into think stuff either like
2: one that. of you deserved to be CEO.
1: <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Your right. company might be better off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I watched all 18 episodes of uh, Star Wars.
2: Oh, wow. All right,
0: okay. man. So let's Sorry, get into we get, some, we get off of topic. some of That's the business great.
2: that you're up to. Let's talk about yeah. Scraps, man. What, what's Scraps? Scraps is uh, York County's only doorstep trash removal service. Uh, When I say doorstep, you know, everybody hates, you know, trash day, you got to take your trash can out, you put it on the curb, you got to bring it back. If you don't, there's like a $100 fine depending on your HOA because you didn't bring your trash can back. Um, So I wanted to fix that and do it in a model that I thought was actually better for the environment, better for uh, road, for communities, and have a little bit of give back on the other side of it too with kind of a mission. So we started a trash company and we actually, it's completely doorstep. You never put your can on the curb. We come behind your house, we pull your can out, we empty your can, we put your can back for you. We collect all of your recycling, we actually recycle, we separate it ourselves at the landfill. So I mean, it's a really, I think, unique um, and very environmentally friendly model that has actually had pretty good success in the last nine months.
0: Yeah, it's really cool, man. I mean, so the idea literally just stemmed from I mean, what, did you get fined for not bringing your trash can around? Yeah, so
2: I lived in Fort Mill, and uh, I'd gotten several fines because the community that we lived in, um, you know, I'd forget my trash, and my wife's going to laugh because she had to pay the fine, Um, you know, so I would forget that, and we moved to Rock Hill about uh, 18 months ago, and we moved to Rock Hill, where we live, we have no HOA. I live out in the country, a little bit towards off Mount Gallant, and there's no HOA, so now also nobody was taking our trash. Well, it was a pain in the tail before dealing with the, you know, dealing with the fines and all that. But at least, you know, I didn't have to take my own trash. Well, I didn't want to keep taking my own trash. I don't want to stick that stuff in my car or my truck Yeah, dealers. yeah, truck. I just didn't want to deal it. Yeah, nobody Soda wants to deal gets, with trash. You can get yeah. juice all in the back. I um, so I started looking at all the companies. Flies. You don't want that. <laughs> I didn't like any of the companies. Like they wouldn't answer my phone calls, they wouldn't get back to me. Uh, I didn't want their trucks coming down our neighborhood street. So it was basically just like, okay. What kind of solution can we have that fixes the problem for so us? Like, that still doesn't have me do it.
1: I like. Okay, so I'm I'm putting pieces together. You found a you found a pain point yep. and you acted upon it. Sure did. Entrepreneurship one on one solving somebody's problems, man, or make you rich. Um, here's s- the open again. Yeah, here's
0: <laughs> the hoping, Yeah. And so, how did this? You talk about the business model. What's the business
2: model look like on that? Uh, it's 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 incredibly simple. Like I, people laugh sometimes when I tell them how simple the actual model is. Uh, we charge. We ha- we don't do any any contracts, so there's no you don't have to sign up for an extended period of time. People like that. There's freedom. Uh, you sign up for month to month. You pay anywhere. We actually have three different rate plans because. What I don't want to do is I don't want to put everybody in a box. I don't want to penalize, you know, somebody who's 85 years old living at home by themselves and they generate one bag a week. Yeah. I don't want to charge them the same as I would someone who's, you know, got six kids at home and, you know, there's three 96-gallon cans everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually have three different rate plans. You pick the plan that's most appropriate for your house. It includes recycling. It includes weekly pickup. Uh, we'll come do some haul-off stuff for you. And you set it up basically on automatic draft. And once a month your payment comes out. Uh, And then during that week, we go, we stop by, we we put you on a route. So you're on a Monday or Tuesday route based off of Fort Mill versus Rock Hill. And then we um, we just pick up your trash. I mean, it's incredibly simple. And we do do recycling as well.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's so simple, man. I mean, it's like...
2: What what do you do? Uh, We come and pick up your trash. Yeah. Okay, but... Yeah, but then what? Like, right. well, you it, don't have to worry about it. It's a what? service that everybody needs. Uh, trash is always going to be generated. So, I mean, it's not like the, the industry itself is going to go away. Some of these trash companies, I mean, Republic, I think, was a, a $16 billion a year industry mm-hmm. right now. I mean, so there, there's money in it. Um, and it's a service, it's a convenience. Um, and I would say it's odd thinking about it from trash, but technically, we would be at the luxury end of a service because we're completely and totally doorstep. So there's a customer service, there's a neighborhood type of feel that is just not prevalent amongst waste management companies at all today.
0: And so, the first step to getting that company, you guys just, you bought your own trucks, you hired a staff. I mean, walk us through a little bit of that real quick. Yeah,
2: so, a uh, business partner and I talked. Um, he he had been interested in doing something like this before. Um, we sat down and kind of figured out, tried to figure out what it was going to look like. He actually had a truck that was already paid for and a trailer, so we used that. I put together a website, business plan, all that kind of stuff, put it together, and literally went out and started getting customers day one, and it's grown um i mean we've actually been we've been in the black since we started uh, now whether that means that we get any actual pay or anything outside of it is a different story but from the business model and running it we run the whole company out of the checking account which is again very unusual for a startup uh and i think total startup costs for everything from you know uh permits and licenses and and just that the truck and everything i think less than three thousand dollars yeah, that's um, awesome. So lean startup. We, we have a model, and I, I use this in everything that I do. Uh, my goal is to go as far as I possibly can with the least that I possibly can. So if I can continue successfully without affecting customer service or the quality of whatever the product is, then I want to continue down that path as long as I can before I have to make a change. Um, and following that kind of logic has led to very, very lean startups the, in the trash industry, they would actually tell you you're looking at about a five hundred thousand dollar startup, because you go of the trucks you go, and all. You that. go lease a truck and you lease an office space and you get employees and then you've got to carry all this workers comp and all this insurance and I have none of that. I, just, yeah. I have no I have no overhead.
1: Yeah. That's that's good. That's
0: amazing. Where'd the name Scraps come from?
2: Uh, Facebook. Um, I I try to do as much as I can. Um, Uh, Crowdsourcing, I think, is is incredibly important for an entrepreneur, Um, and our logo and all that kind of stuff actually came from crowdsourcing. I put it out to everybody on Facebook and said, "Hey, here's the company that we're doing. Um, You guys, shout out your ideas. Tell me what you want." Uh, And we had all kinds of names coming through and all this stuff, and kind of made it into a contest. A lady at actually Lakewood uh, said uh, "Scraps," and it just like like stuck. And you like you know, you're like, "Okay, that's it. Um, That fit." And so once once that happened, they say, "Okay, so how do we?" Uh, we like it how do we build something around that how do we make a logo for it and we're thinking scraps with some other companies that I've seen I really wanted some kind of animal attached to it or tied to it I think there's a um, there's a a marketing kind of psyche Mm -hmm. that goes with that Um, and it makes it I don't want to say cute because that's the wrong word I think for a business but it makes it I think more endearing to a customer and I didn't want this sterile lines only waste management type thing so I think the dog was kind of a natural fit and then again crowdsourcing we took it to 99designs.com said hey here's the name of the company we know we want some bright stuff you know some yellows and greens that are familiar with environmentally friendly Mm -hmm. stuff but not as not as sterile again as other trash companies, and I want you guys to incorporate a dog in it. And then we gave you know 60, 80 designers around the world complete liberty to design, create whatever they wanted. Uh, ran a Facebook contest on that again, crowdsourcing. What what is what is your county? What are the people that I know? What do they want? Uh, got that narrowed down to a couple things. Made some tweaks, and then. For less than 300 bucks, we ended up with what I think is a really cool logo that has actually done a great job from a branding standpoint. Yeah, I I like your slogan too. We'll come fetch it. There's that. Yeah, yeah. We use that, and we use uh, we use that, and on some of our marketing pieces now, we use "Tour No More." Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll come fetch it, and we try to make your trash a Tour No More.
1: So I was reading a book, uh, uh, "Expert Secrets" by Russell Brunson, or no, I'm sorry, "Dot Com Secrets," uh, the first book that came out, and that's what he says is like when you come up with a product. Go to where the traffic is, go, yeah. go to where the market, find out what their ideas are. So say, hey, I'm writing a new book about the example he gave was like a potato gun. So he went to where, where the people who like potato guns were and like went to there and asked them, what's your, what's your pain point? Um, what questions do you have about potato guns? And they, they, they gave him the material to write a book, right? And then he wrote that ebook. And then he used that to launch a whole potato gun business. So I like it, kind of goes back to crowdsourcing, you know, finding out what the market wants.
2: Well, and that's it's coming back to that more and more for entrepreneurs because, you know, and there's a couple books that I read recently that I even recommend for entrepreneurs. One is a book called Bold, um, there's another book called Traction. And in, in both of those, um, especially in Bold, an underlying theme of everything is crowdsourcing because you can crowdsource everything. You can literally have seven billion, almost eight billion people at your fingertips to help solve a problem. And by using the internet as your connector, you can do it for free. Mm. Um, I mean, why would I want to spend my time and my energy thinking about a problem when I have a very limited skill set and resources based off of past experiences, when I can dive into the experience and the consciousness of 7 billion people? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it opens up and it will solve every single problem known to man for an entrepreneur if you can get the information to the public and get them to help you with it. And people want to help. Yeah, Uh, I mean, people jumped over that contest like crazy. They want their input. They want they want to help somebody be successful. Um, so I think crowdsourcing for an entrepreneur is, I mean, it's its an absolute must and it's getting more and more popular and more comfortable for people to use that as we go.
0: Awesome. Let's talk about uh, entrepreneurship a little bit. One million cups. Let's get into that, man. What is one million cups?
2: So One Million Cups, uh, so we actually had a One Million Cups event this morning. There's about 35 people there, which is great for a Wednesday morning at 8 o'clock. Um, One Million Cups is a program that was founded by the Kauffman Foundation. Um, so it is it is a Kauffman Project. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Kaufman Foundation. Not really. That, it, sound, it sounds familiar. Uh, it's but they're a huge, huge organization, huge company. They do all kinds of stuff in a bunch of different fields. But one of their their focuses with uh, with One Million Cups was dealing specifically with entrepreneurs and startups. And what they wanted to do was they wanted to create a community that becomes a safe place for entrepreneurs. So not a Shark Tank where we're coming in and we're sitting down and you know you've got all these investors and people trying to tear down your idea and yeah. put holes in it and you know make you feel dumb. Uh, it's literally designed so that, as an entrepreneur, you get to pitch your idea uh, you get six minutes to pitch and you can pitch it to a group of peers, people who have been in your shoes, they've been owners leaders, managers um, developers, whatever the case may be, and they can offer you resources, suggestions, and help. Great example of that you know we had two different people this morning that presented, and you know there were some questions and some feedback from the audience with some you know people trying to help but what happened afterwards because of that connection with the audience because they've all been in the presenter's shoes immediately afterwards you could see this amazing connecting taking place right afterwards where literally the community of york county was coming up to these two entrepreneurs and saying hey i know a guy that can help you with this issue i've got a company over here that might really help you get your foot in the door with this and it it creates such validation for the entrepreneur because these people aren't here to to pick apart their business, but as a community, One Million Cups lets the community help a new business. Um, And having been on the startup and the entrepreneurial side, that kind of encouragement and comfort level from a group of peers is I mean, it's unbelievable what it can do to help you focus on your business and stay encouraged in your own idea.
0: Yeah, man. Entrepreneurship, it can be a lonely life, dude. And it's hard. You need support. You, you need do. people. Especially if it's peers, people that have lived it and done it, yeah. and then they know you know, what steps you should actually take. You Because know, you go home, you're sitting on the couch with your wife, and she's asking you what you did that day or whatever, and it's you're hard. just like, and... Don't worry about what I did. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm
2: working. Uh, you don't understand. I'm working on it. All right, well, you know... What are you so, working on? Just... Just, it's it. it. I, is there it. recording cameras in my house somewhere? Like, I'm I mean, not sure uh, what's going on here.
0: I mean, <laughs> um, Brian's wife owns her own company. She does some MLM stuff. We obviously own ours. My wife has her own company. So we're kind of in it, you know. So, But at, at the same time, you know, you have those conversations where it's like, man... You get discouraged. It's a roller coaster. It's up and down. You know, one minute you're like, "Dude, our company's. Oh man, how great are we?" Yeah, yeah. Next day, and like next like it's like, "Yeah." That, that Indeed.com. I'm I don't care. I don't yeah, care. I'm higher. I'm looking I'm for a job. Back. I don't. I honestly don't care anymore. So there's been so, a couple times in the mindset. last few months
2: I've, I've updated my resume and, like, yeah. and I'm ashamed of myself the next day. Like yeah. I can do it's this. Like, man, come on. But you're like, Dad. and then yeah. when your wife asks you, you know, so what did you do today? And you can't actually give her an answer because your brain is so fried yeah. and you've done 20 million things and it's just like... mm-hmm, yeah, Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and, it, and it ends there. And that was yeah. the whole conversation.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I went to a One Million Cups back in maybe uh, June or May. That's tough for me to get to that time of morning, yeah. to be honest with you. It's hard. But um, it was great, man. We, there was two presenters, like you said. Everyone kind of gave their ideas. And it wasn't... Attacking like like right. you mentioned, there there it wasn't no one was talking down to anybody. It was just kind of, you know, have you thought about this? What about this? And- and sometimes they, they were like, yeah, I did, but, but, or they were like, no, I didn't, you know,
2: but yeah, I'm going to look into that. Well, and this morning was cool because the the building, I mean, it was actually packed. We had, we had a ton of people there. And um, the entire Rock Hill Area Council was actually there to show support. And, you know, when you think about some of the business leaders that are on that um, and then some of the different people that came in, there's several people that have owned and exited companies and, and done really well for themselves. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, this morning was just a really, really good example of a community coming together to help two entrepreneurs. And I think, I mean, the the positive vibes that came out of this morning's meeting was fantastic. It was really, really good this morning. Awesome. What were they pitching? Uh, so there's a company called Delta Bravo, um, and they actually have uh, basically it's a data management. So any any company that's got uh, a bunch of data informations, uh, they have a software that will actually help make that data. Uh, more available, a lot faster, streamlined stuff. Um, it really incre- increases the productivity of data management for a company. And the other one was called uh, performance management, and it, and it was actually really cool as well. They use um, um, I can't remember what the name of the scan is, but there's a specific brain scan that they use in a test that you take, CT scan? and it's not CT scan. It's the only one um, I know. So yes, right. I was thinking kind of the same thing. Um, but he, he's actually he was a uh, um, he does a lot of stuff with music, and it uses they use this this test to help. Show you different parts of your your brain where you're at, and that actually uses real logic and a whole lot of science to help you show help you see where your some of your problems are, where your strengths are, and then how you can actually manage that in the same way that you would if you were learning and playing music. I mean, it was really fascinating, and it was. And, and there was a lot of good questions about it. You have to, um, you have to wear wear it, or how you know, do you... it's actually a test that you take online, almost like a personality type oh, test. Oh, okay.
1: Uh,
2: and then there's some software that they can use after, based off of your um, sort of value questions, and based off of those, they can actually there's a lot of science and how it works. And, yeah, it's free. Yeah, so you can go take the test for free. I'll try to send you guys a link to see if I can remember what it was. Okay. Did you provide the coffee for this
0: morning's meeting? I did. All right. Yeah. So knowledge perk. Yes. In the house. What's
2: knowledge perk, <laughs> man? Let's let's get into that. So, knowledge perk. <laughs> it's my is, baby. It, it is my. So I'm grinning like a proud. Daddy, yeah, yeah, you, you, are. <laughs> you guys saw. Yeah, so knowledge perk is the baby. Is a uh, me and a uh, another partner by the name of uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, we are both uh hosts Thomas? <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas? No.
0: Like, he oh. hasn't heard that before. No, yeah. he
2: went over his head. He didn't get it? No. Uh, you know, the Jonathan. Yeah, the, I know who you're talking about. I can't home improvement. It. It. Yeah, Home improvement. Improve. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. On, well, I missed that show. <laughs> I, I do too. I just I like Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. He is. Anyways, yeah, sorry. I, I guess I checked me. I was, no, was, I was trying to think of what what it was because as soon as he said that, and then. Oh, well, there's a couple other movies too. Lion actually Wild America. Wild America. Oh, you haven't seen Wild America? I want to say I. Ha- I don't think I have. Man the of the one.
1: House. Remember that one? Chevy yeah, Chase. Yeah. And you gotta I, watch I hear Wild he's... America. I, okay, I'll get. Wild I'll America. watch that tonight. Fair enough. Right. I hear Chevy Chase is really hard to deal with on, uh-huh. on set. Like he's a real
2: piece of work. You're, you got insider in, intel on that? Yeah. I right. always, uh, well, you know, right there in backstage with him. So. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, not perk was a um. Uh, me and a uh, business partner went in on that one together. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, It actually was a missionary um so our joke to people is um i keep us practical and making money he keeps me human um which is probably not wrong at all he's a really really good guy um he wanted to start a coffee shop in york uh came to me about it i didn't really feel like york was the best place for a coffee shop so i wasn't really incredibly interested city of rock hill approached him about his idea you know let's put a coffee shop in rock hill um, and, you know, so we talked about it again, decided we wanted to, I, I was interested in Rock Hill. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the technology incubator in Rock Hill, but it's a great innovation center in Rock Hill, bringing on new companies. I wanted to work with them, and they're like, you know, no, you guys are a lifestyle company. The city of Rock Hill really wants coffee, but, you know, there needs to be some innovation, some scalability, something besides just a coffee shop. Who told you to that? Technology, that. Yeah. Incubator? Yeah, technology incubator? technology okay. incubator, yeah. Uh, now, the city still wanted it, but for, for us to get in with the incubator and have that help, so Jonathan and I sat down for a couple weeks and man, we brainstormed all kinds of stuff and we just came up with what I think is one of the coolest ideas and is completely and totally unique to the coffee industry um, and Knowledge Perk was born. Um, so We are actually clients of the incubator now. Uh, we've done a lot of cool stuff from you know sponsoring coffee at the BMX Championship in Rock Hill last week to we're the official coffee sponsor of One of the Cups in York County. It's growing and basically we want to take education and technology, and combine them in a way that creates a full coffee immersion experience for the coffee consumer. Um, And from what I've seen and what I've looked at from a research standpoint, there's nobody in the world trying to do the craziness that we're about to attempt in Rocky Hill with Knowledge Park.
0: Alright, so you used a lot of big words, slow down, speak to us like we're third graders. What does all that mean? What are you guys going to actually do?
2: All right. So I'm trying to be fairly careful here because there's still a bunch of people that don't know because I don't want everybody stealing all my okay. ideas, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you what I can. Okay. Um, we want to create an experience. Um, one Say no th- more. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I've seen is, you know, when you, when you go to look at the vineyards and the breweries, the microbreweries, and this kind of phase and this trend that's coming through in, in food and beverage industry, um, what everybody's doing is they're they're trying to connect more and more directly to the consumer they're trying to educate people a better educated customer means they can buy more they're going to buy higher end um, and so there's all these experiences where they're trying to bring people in you know if you go to a brewer, legal, legal remedies here in Rock Hill mm-hmm. you can go through and you can see the process and it's cool you can see the big tanks and you know you watch uh, the beer come out of a, a tap on the end but as a consumer you don't actually have any control over the process you can watch it but you still get to, what, what the end result is, is whatever that company wanted it to be. Uh, well, there's not really a whole bunch of stuff like that in the coffee industry. Um, Starbucks has opened the world to, to coffee in a way that, you know, it's never seen. And, it, and the specialty coffee association sales are through the roof. Roasters are opening up all the time. It's crazy. But what they haven't done is they have not found a way to really connect the consumer to the, to the end product. What we want to do is we want to have a place where, consider a discovery place for coffee. Where you're gonna be able to come in and through virtual reality, artificial intelligence, 3D printers, all oh, this really. Now high you're speaking my life. language. We're gonna connect you to the world we call it the culturally diverse world of coffee in a way that a consumer has never been before. And when they say farm to cup or they talk about, you know, uh, fair trade certified, most of the time people have no connection to that. They don't know what it means. They know they're supposed to buy a fair trade certified as opposed to not, uh, and they know they wanna support the farmer and the cup so they buy expensive coffee. But what if virtually you could actually put somebody on a farm in Jamaica, in China, in India, and they can pick a tree. I'm a, okay. They can pick All a right. cherry off the tree. They can see, feel, and How do I invest and, and in taste? this case? How do I invest? I don't All have any right. money. Checks, checks can be made out too. <laughs> um, so what? There's a way to connect, I think, the customer in a way that has never been done before, and we want to give them control of the final product. So at the end of this experience, long story short, we would like – you as a consumer to be able to control and create whatever you whatever roast you want. So imagine eight to 10 roasters where as part of this experience, you actually roast your own product. Now I'll give you guidelines. I'll tell you, you know, based if you want a really dark coffee, you want a really light wimpy coffee, no problem. Um, I don't know why I pointed at bad, <laughs> I know. it to that. But do you give about it, that vibe? It, 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 it came out your, uh, just, I'm three sorry. creamer, four it, sugar. It uh... just, I saw the Dunkin' Donuts and <laughs> just assumed. Okay, sorry, coffee no, thing. I just so went okay. there. Uh, but if you guys want that, that kind of variation, I can give you some recommendations. We can show you, you I might would use this, this temperature for this long, but I want to give you full and total control. You're literally going to pick the country you want the coffee from. You're going to pick and do what you want. You're going to roast it. You're going to walk out with a brand of coffee that you created yourself. And then our technology will also keep that on file. So you'll be able to come back later and reorder your coffee. So you say, I want 100 pounds of the Jones zone coffee.
1: Oh, Oh, let's do it, Chris. So you do, you think, in, do you think people would buy Jones Zone Coffee? Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? It's, Why wouldn't
0: they? It's still knowledge perk, but we'd have – we well, just, yeah. It would just be the brand of, or the, uh, the, the flavor.
2: Yeah. So we, it would be your So it I picture, want your podcast picture right there on the front of it. I want Jones, a Zone, Jones coffee, Zone, Zone Coffee. And you guys create it. It's what you want. I've got nothing to do with it. But that profile actually gets saved. So you say, you know what? Everybody who's been on our podcast, we're going to do this big celebration – been on our podcast you're going to get a pound of jones own coffee you created it it's never been anywhere in the world before and we can create that because the profile's been saved we'll be able to recreate yeah. it and roast it for you in bulk integrated product suite chris
0: yeah you know i thought uh subway asking me if i wanted to save my order at the drive-through <laughs> was impressive
1: so but i think so, ryan's got him beat i think i think we're going to launch a, a jones own coffee with <laughs> knowledge perk do it
0: We'll All get, right, we'll get
1: you a we'll get you a, a Jones Zone coffee. Taking over, you know what? Nobody We're gonna go to everything. How about <laughs> that? That's good. That's, that's good stuff, man. I'm really excited.
0: I love it, man. Well, um, I was gonna say I don't want you to spill the beans ah! on any more than you have to. I know uh, it's,
2: that actually hurt but... me a little bit. Just just be <laughs> saying that. Just, well. just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, I do have know, that on the webpage, though. We actually have a contact form on the webpage where you can go to com, you go to the contact section, and we it's labeled Spill Your Beans. Spill Your Beans.
0: <sighs> but so, uh, man, is, yeah, yeah, tons of good stuff, man. So did your friend come to you because you were a Starbucks manager or did he come to you because you were an entrepreneur or a little uh, bit of A both? combination of both. Yeah. So
2: we actually, we met at Starbucks. When, oh, okay. when I was a manager, he was uh, he was a supervisor at a Starbucks as well. So um, the, the the store manager of his store knew that he wanted, he had this dream of wanting to coffee and he actually got into Starbucks to really see how the industry worked. Like he, he wanted a coffee location that bad. I mean, he jumped into Starbucks and started getting involved in the world and seeing the management production, what it looked like. Um, So major props to him for that. And then, uh, you know, some people just wanted to connect us from the Starbucks world, from the entrepreneurial world, Um, and that was actually a couple years ago. And we we've kept in touch. He's done some stuff with me in the MLM world because I still keep that alive. What MLM Um, was it? I actually have a a couple. I sold one, and where I'm at currently is a company called Vaseo. Okay. Um, It's a health and wellness product. Um, It's actually growing like crazy. Cool stuff um so we've been involved in that and uh i think he just knew i was getting more and more involved in the chamber and volunteering in the startup world um and when we connected about that it was just like i mean fireworks went off it was just like this ah,
0: moment and like, all right dude let's do this all right man well let's take a uh, kind of one last minute kind of wrap up decompress here tell everybody uh all the stuff that you're doing and how they can get in touch with you and uh how they can help
1: you out. And how and how soon can they expect Jones' own coffee on the market? That's right. Because I have a feeling that people are going to go nuts over the Jones' own coffee. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Like, right. Folgers might be hurting.
2: Well, <laughs> so, well we, so one, please don't ever use knowledge perk and Folgers in the same sentence. Because they're far they're, they're apart far Star Wars I'm and star Trek, So it's uh, it's uh, different, No, I'm not, cha- I can't go okay, there. We're I can't gonna, go there. Separate, can't. A, separate episode. Okay, yeah. Well, that that would be a quick, whole episode. Real
1: quick, real quick. If you had to choose between Star Trek and Star Wars...
2: Star Trek, Star Trek doesn't even exist, in e. my mind. Ooh. Mm, okay. It is Star Wars. There, There is no mm. Trek. Like, it's okay. just... I just totally offended... Of yeah, I, I offended, you yeah. know, three and a half billion people. But <laughs> the other three and a half billion people that are for Star Wars... Is are, there a real-life beef between, like... Oh. Do, do people like one or the other, typically, or do they like There both? are some that are do both, but it's usually, I'm not going to lie, it's pretty... It's Star Trek's usually, so you're, unrealistic. You're hardcore one yeah. or the other. Oh, yeah. Dude, the, the force just totally destroys anything Star start. Are they going to go explore space?
1: What's an analogy this? between, like... Okay, I'm sorry. We're getting off
2: topic. Uh, Folgers and Knowledge Perk. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> <Bam>. So <laughs> Star Trek Just like Folgers. that. that there there's you go. quality. There's all sorts of good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll wrap up. Uh, again, my name is Ryan Sanderson. Uh, I, I'm... I guess it's easy to say I try to be as involved in the startup community in New York County as I possibly can. Uh, an easy way to get in touch with me would be to go to the Knowledge Perk website. Um, it's kind of my the, the love and passion currently. You can go to www.knowledgeperk.com. Uh, my email address is ryan at knowledgeperk.com. You can get in touch with me. Uh, the website is live. We do actually have people purchasing coffee off of the website. The physical location will be up hopefully in a couple months. You'll be able to come check out the roaster. the The big location will be about two years away, but... You know, we'll have a, a space open soon, um, and I guess next steps would be, you know, let's get you guys together. Yeah. Let's, let's make your own coffee blend. Yeah, this really awesome,
1: man. Now, Chris drinks weird. Uh, no, okay. You d- you, 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 don't drink, t-
2: you don't drink hot
1: coffee though do you yeah you dude, just drink you you, know, just, you just drink you put your you put your coffee in the freezer for an hour not it, every time no. if, I, if
0: i if i want an iced coffee i'll throw it in the freezer for an hour let me, I tell you about, regular... let me tell you about
1: my iced coffee experience i put the uh, you know i took his advice put the coffee in the freezer for an hour and when i opened it up it's freaking everywhere in the freezer I had to take everything out. It spilled. It spilled, yeah. You probably knocked it over when you shut the... Probably. So we're going to
2: start our coffee education journey yes. with, with you two. Yeah, we can, can, document, it, can we, we document we, it? We Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I so said
1: we blog it. Okay, we'll blog we'll it. We'll blog it blog social blog. media.
2: Well, yes. And okay. We'll, we'll do a whole podcast on like education with you two on coffee because yeah. right now I'm a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. I have a lot to learn. <laughs> I have a lot to learn.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it'll be a process. All right. Ryan Sanderson. Thanks uh, for coming, man. Awesome yeah. show, man. I love it's it. So, it. so much good awesome. stuff. So much passion. I feel like
1: I have to squeeze his hand extra hard because he has a firm handshake. <laughs> yeah. He's got to so I got like go in mindfully. <laughs> and bam! Thanks so much for listening to the Jones Zone Podcast with Chris and Brian Jones. We'll catch you
0: on the next episode.